Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast. Today, I and my partner in crime, Burke, chat about the drinking culture in Japan. One of the most interesting things we talk about is the all you can drink or nomi hodai system that is very common in Japanese bars and restaurants. Yep, that's all you can drink for about two hours and will set you back about 15 quid or 20 US dollars. We also talk about drunken businessmen passing out on the streets, why drinking with co workers and clients is important, and,、uh, and much, much more. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Good evening, everyone. It's,、uh, it's Friday night, and I'm with my co host as always, Burke. How you doing, Burke? I'm great, man.、Uh, you look very smart. Looks like you've just finished work or something. Yes, I did. And、uh, man, I'm glad it's Friday and I don't have to work tomorrow. So, yeah, it was a busy week as usual, but I always feel good at the end of a busy week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good dedication to come here straight after work. And、uh, today we're going to be talking about、uh, the drinking culture in Japan. And absolutely, we are having drinks as we talk. I'm drinking a,、um, a Belgian style white ale, but it's Japanese. It's called a Suyoe no Neko. Yeah, it's a good beer. So Japan is getting, really getting into their,、uh, their ales recently. Yeah. What are you drinking, b a r Well,、uh, I was drinking a little bit of that、uh, IPA that you had brought or、uh, received from a friend, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that was from,、uh, from Portland.、Yeah. That was great. And now I'm drinking, I think it's kind of old man's beer, man. It's a、uh, Suntory Premium Malt Master's Dream. <laughs> Do you know what? I've never actually seen that drink before, but Suntory is generally geared towards the, the older population the older crowd. Think, of Japan. Yeah, well, I buy these because they're in a bottle. And、uh, sometimes when I'm walking home, you know, after work, I just want to buy something. And if I want to drink out of a bottle, these have just like the pull off top. And beer always tastes better from a bottle, I it think. It does, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What kind of drinks do you like? When I'm、uh, in which type of situation? Just going out, man?、Like、yeah,、I'm, yeah. Like on a night out, what, what would be your, your drinking、uh, method, I guess? You know, what would you start out with? Lead up to, and then what would you finish with? Recently, man, I've just been a beer guy. So I've gone through a few different phases since I got to Japan, but probably for the last like two years or something, you know, I've just been a beer guy whenever I go out. Do you, then, mean, do you mean lager or, or、uh, craft beer or well, ale? I usually just go for brands that I like. So I'll just drink like a Sapporo Classic. What is that? Is that a, probably a. That's a lager. Lager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Sapporo, Japanese lager is really good in Japan. I don't know, like being from England, we, I don't know, I, I'm not really a lager drinker. Like when I'm in, in England, I didn't really drink lager. I drank a lot of ales, you know, because there's a lot more flavor. But then when I came to Japan, They didn't really have ales when I first came here like 10 years ago, but they had loads of really good lager.、Okay. And I started drinking like Sapporo beer 
and it tasted different than the lager back at home. Back home. And then, yeah, Sapporo Classic, and it's just a lot easier to drink, I find. Like, there's the, maybe the, I don't know, the, the chemicals in there are a bit different, but back in England, I couldn't drink a lot of lager at all. But in Japan, I could drink lager all night, yeah. you know, especially if it's a Japanese lager. Yeah, well, I barely drank beer, like, when I was younger and stuff, but uh, I've been drinking in the past few years now that, like you were talking about, Japan is releasing a lot of good craft beers and stuff and so now there's just you know a huge selection both in the stores and the convenience stores or when you go out there's some good places downtown that we can get into but uh yeah man so specifically recently like i've just been really into ipas i just like to try all the different ipas that are uh wherever being sold wherever we're going and stuff when we go to those craft beer places like uh sun and moon moon and sun sun and moon sun and moon yeah in sapporo yeah, yeah, yeah they, they have really good ales. But it's yeah. only been like kind of the last, what would you say, three or four years that craft beer is starting to get really big in Japan. Yeah, and uh, I don't even know if Sapporo was behind or it might have been growing at the same time as everywhere else. Usually Sapporo is kind of maybe behind Tokyo a little bit and things like arriving and stuff, but I think maybe with craft beers and stuff, it's uh, kind of been the same throughout Japan. Is craft beer big in the UK? Well, or no? actually, in what do England, you guys call craft beer or micro. We don't, we don't call it craft beer. We call it ale, and ale is basically where it came from England. So, you know, like back <laughs> I'm in, you know, hundreds, educated tonight. <laughs> so hundreds of years ago, you know, we were the Brits were making ale, as a lot of Brits know, they were making ale because the ale was healthier than the water because the water was like dirty wasn't drinkable. right i remember uh, yeah so I they just made ale yeah, and yeah. um and we've had ale the whole time so in england it's very big I, I love ale you know it's very very flavorsome and then and then for some reason the name craft beer picked up somewhere but it, not in england like we don't call it craft beer okay. i think it's only abroad in japan do they call it craft beer they too? call it craft they beer. do don't yeah they? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've kind of just been a beer guy. What? How about yourself? Me, I uh, I like you, you I like all kind kinds. Of menu you go through. Or... I like all kinds of beer, but yeah, I usually start a I usually start a lager, like a Sapporo beer, and then I I tend to go go start going stronger, and then towards the end of the night, get some cocktails, some whiskey, and then maybe some uh, some Nihonshu or some sake. So I don't drink sake enough. I I should, and it's not that strong. Like it's. What, 20 to 30 percent, I think, for Nihonshu usually? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think actually that's on the stronger side. Nihonshu is usually like in the teens, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, you can have it hot or cold. I think most Japanese people have it cold. I mean, there's this stereotype that sake is hot, right? I think in abroad. Oh, really? Is, isn't that the case in America? Like in, in England, we always thought sake was like you drank it hot. A lot of my friends in the U.S. are Asian anyway, so I think they know about sake just uh, from being Asian. But yeah, no, no, because, you know, like, we have a big Chinese population in England, but we don't have a big Japanese population. So you've never really been into Nihonshu? Because when I first came here, I kind of went through a Nihonshu binge, like, the first two years whenever we go out, uh, it was always just, like, straight to Nihonshu, and people kind of thought it was strange. Yeah, straight to Nihonshu, man, because it's strong. Like you said, it's like the high teens. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you drink that early, you're going to get drunk pretty quick. 
Yeah, when I drink Nihonshu now, it's usually like like you were talking about. It's kind of like later on. Um, and when we go out to like work parties and stuff, which I can get into later, but a lot of the older guys, they'll move on to Nihonshu, but after a few drinks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. went out with the guy from overseas the other night, and yeah, like straight away, he was like into Nihonshu. And I was like, like first drink? Yeah. <laughs> so like, was, oh, it, was right. it like seven o'clock or something? It. Yeah, yeah, it was like seven, seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I used to be like that too. So, uh, but now, yeah, I kind of work my way into it if I'm going to drink it. Yeah, so you were talking about uh, work parties. So work parties in Japan, a lot of drinking involved. And it's uh, it's a big part of doing business in Japan, right? Like, For sure, sure. I mean, I've, I've never worked in business in Japan, but I've just heard or I know people that, you know, a big part of their job is to go drinking with their customers and yeah, entertain them. Well, there's a word, no communication. No communication. Which is a combination of the word nomu, which is to drink, and communication. Yeah. There's, uh, I mean, part of the business culture, I mean, it's kind of this way in the uh, West as well, but uh, entertaining your uh, clients or just uh, within your own company going out as a way to bond with your coworkers and stuff and talk about other things besides work, but then also get a little bit of work uh, problems out of your chest as well while you're drinking and stuff. A lot of the guys... In my office, uh, are, uh, Tanshin Funyun, which means they're living away from their families while they work. Like their families are down in Honshu. So after they finish work, like they don't really have anywhere to go, anyone to go home to. So they may go out to establishments or whatever, but they'll go drinking or eat, eating a lot, you know, a lot of these guys. So, well, I know, I know like back in the, um, the the boom the Japanese boom when was that like the eighties eighties to nineties yeah the bubble era yeah so the bubble era and everyone was just like entertaining customers left right and center taking them to like hostess bars getting them wasted and stuff but I heard like because of the economy situation um, that's happening less in Japan now really yeah is that true or do, I mean does your company still do that well. Okay. I mean, okay. So when it comes to hostess clubs and stuff, so usually when we are entertaining people, and to be honest, I'll just say it from the start, I haven't really been to too many of these places uh, because um, when we're entertaining uh, people from overseas or even, uh, I guess, uh, domestic people as well, you know, you go out to dinner and then maybe there'll be a second place to drink and then there'll be like a third place to drink. And uh, I usually take off unless uh, it's foreign people and I'll stay with them for the whole evening, but we do something different. But like that first place I'll go to, the second place will be maybe like a second bar. And then the third place may be like a hostess club or like snack or whatever. But I'm usually home by that point. You know, so. <laughs> are there any like kind of cultural um tips or rules for drinking in in groups of like especially at work with like your co-workers and business partners yeah well obviously yeah one is that uh you know you usually pour uh the people around you your people who are sitting around you you pour their drink uh, right. just to be polite but also so you, especially I, I, for your seniors yeah i heard yeah. you're not supposed to pour your own drink Exactly. Like yeah. Someone around you should pour it for yeah. you. Yeah, and because of that, you have to like keep an eye on everyone's drink to make sure no one gets yeah. too low because they can't I, pour the drink. I kind of quite like that culture, that system actually, because I I do it with 
sometimes with my friends. Like if we go out drinking, um, we all we all order like a glass, like a small glass, and then like a few bottles of beer, and then you know we all top each other's beer up, and then it's kind of it's kind of nice to to you know show someone that you're paying attention and you 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 know they top your beer up and say oh thanks man you know and it was just like just the right time I needed to to be topped up and need to do it in return and. Yeah, and it kind of feels a bit bad when you're sitting there with an empty glass because you can't pour your own beer. But in order to fix that situation, you have to pour someone else's beer next yeah, to you. So that's what people. No matter how much beer they have in their glass, even right. if it's full, you got to yeah. pour a little. And then oh, they're like, oh, <laughs> yours is empty. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that at like a work uh, uh, nomikai drinking party quite recently, actually. Well, you were saying people use that technique, but on the other hand, it's kind of like you feel uncomfortable when. Someone starts pouring your drink because you're like, you know, halfway finished, and then you look at their cup and they're like completely done, and you're like, oh man, I didn't like keep up with their drinking. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. Now, so, I found something about why drinking with your business partners or coworkers is such a big thing in Japan. I could uh, take some guess. All right, take I'm, a guess. Well, I'm take curious guess, to hear what it says. No, I no, no you gonna... tell me, tell me what you think first, and then I'll I'll lay, I'll lay down it. Well, part of it is like, especially with your coworkers, and usually you're putting on the, uh, what do they call it? The tatamai and the honet. Like, uh, you're putting forward your, your public persona, the one that helps keep the wa in society, the peace. And, uh, so you're not really showing your true self, but if you go out with your coworkers after work, you can kind of loosen up a bit and they can kind of see. Actually, I think I remember reading this in like a book. About Japan before I came here, but does it say something about that or? Yeah, no, you're spot on. That's really. exactly what it was. It's like yeah, when you're at work, you have this this group uh, harmony, so you don't wanna you wanna avoid having conflict with your coworkers. So drinking provides this opportunity to let your guard down, uh, and it's a it's a way of basically bonding with your clients or your coworkers. Sure. Um, and yeah, this, this from the independent says, um, that basically when people drink until they fall down with you, they show you that, that they are willing to let their guard completely down so you can trust them or point, they trust you that yeah, much. At that point, you can trust them. Okay. Yeah. So that was the reason for getting, yeah, drunk during, uh, during business but i i mean yeah i kind of ag agree with that like in in england we use it as a as a bonding tool but you go out um and that's when you really meet the true person right right so you learn about them on a personal level and you become closer and then you go back to work and then you remember that and then your relationship gets better at work but i noticed in japan that you know, you do these at these drinking parties. You, you, you open yourself up. You see them; they open themselves up. You get closer. But when it goes back to work, it's like all that is forgotten. It's like you can't talk about it either, right? Uh, and it felt yeah. like it was just as it was before. It's like our relationship hasn't really improved. Like it's improved outside in terms of a drinking situation, but at work, it's the same. It's still the same situation yeah. for. Better or for worse, yeah. It sounds like right. So worse. it hasn't really um, grown your relationship, which is what I 
I would think it's it's uh, it's for doing. Well, it's funny at uh, my company. So this is kind of a big part of the business culture with drinking. At my company, the senior, most senior guy, the director in our group that over he he oversees like maybe thirty people sitting in a certain part of the office, and uh, especially for like the people who work under him, but more so, I work in a group that's just like all guys basically, and uh, he is always just like calling on them to go out and drink after work. And, uh, like the three of the guys that sit around me, they just kind of always just like joke about how difficult it is to kind of get away from, get out of it and stuff. And sometimes they're like so obviously talking about it. And, uh, that guy should be hearing, but he can't really hear. But there's kind of like, yeah, man, I made it safe last night. Or like one guy will be like, all right, I'm taking off for the day. And they'll be like, what? Weren't you asked to drink tonight? And they're like, man, I'm getting out of here. And so they kind of joke about it. So yeah, that's a, and I think it's because like he, for him, he has an option, the uh, most senior guy, like, does he go home and just kind of, like, sit in front of the TV? Or does he go out for a couple hours and, like, talk to people and get drunk and stuff? But So when when you go go out drinking, I mean, in Japan, it's very common to have a, a nomi hodai, which it means all you can drink. And... This is one of the best things about drinking in Japan. And they have this in other countries, I think. I think they have them. Um, they definitely have them in Hong Kong. But it's, it's normally Asian countries. I'm not sure about Korea. Korea, maybe. They have it in Hong Kong? What do they call yeah. it in Hong Kong? Do you know? Uh, is, that a, is there a word for it? I'm or? not sure. I've never actually been to one. I've just okay. heard that they have it because, um, yeah, my relatives that live there, they're always doing it. Oh, really? Okay. Because some guys that came from Taiwan, like, didn't really know what it was like uh oh, i didn't have in taiwan yeah so i was out with them a couple of weeks ago and i was like do you guys want to do nomi hodai because he speaks some japanese but uh but he didn't know what that was he's like what's that and i was like oh you can do all you can drink for like and he's like what and then yeah that's the guy that immediately dove into the sake you know? yeah so, and it's yeah. usually like what two hours is a, a standard two yeah, hours sometimes you you'll drink. see like an hour and a half well like last uh drink is it uh, and, it's, and it's cheap was it like sometimes i guess what twenty dollars right for two hours yeah man especially if like you sometimes i'll just have like uh mainly beer nomi hodai with just like a few cocktails and that one's usually the least expensive so fifteen hundred a thousand or something yeah like we don't have this back in england and it's crazy you can you can have this it's everywhere in japan almost pretty much everywhere and everyone does it and yeah two hours drink as much as you can and yeah, people people love that. I mean, it's it's such a great deal. I mean, being from England, we're like, oh yeah, we gotta drink as much as we can, you know, gotta take advantage. But in Japan, they don't they don't see it like that, you know. They no. they have like they drink slowly. They have like four drinks, maybe five, you know, if they're strong. But they don't take advantage of it like Westerners do because we're not used to it. Yeah, I'd normally do the nomi hodai when going out, man. Yeah, usually we start with that, but then you can go on to the next place, do another Nomahodai. That's, you know, that's four hours of all you can drink and you've paid like $40, which is nothing these days. Yeah. And uh, another big difference is like, uh, I don't know about the UK, uh, but uh, places in the US, I think it depends on state, the state, but the states I lived in, they usually close at like 2 a.m. Like do, do they have nomi hodai's or all you can drink in America? 
I've never heard of one, and I think uh, it would be dangerous. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work in Western cultures I think you'd have a lot reason. more violence occurring at bars and stuff. Yeah. Like. I mean, like, the, the Japanese, they, they drink a lot, but they can't handle a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, genetically, this is, you know... This is pretty much factual, right? Like right. genetically, like they're weaker. They have a weaker yeah. tolerance for for alcohol than uh, than Caucasian or Westerners. Yeah, like they're missing this enzyme. Like was it ADH one B and okay. ALDH two? So I'm reading off the arenas uh, of uh, the the internet, by the way. So yeah, so they're missing this enzyme, and those enzymes are used to break down alcohol, and um, they have they have less of that in Asian Asian cultures. Yeah. So that's why you only see the all-you-can-drink plans in Asian countries. And that's, I guess, probably related to, like, the Asian flush, as they call it, when, like, uh, Asians drink, they kind of get red sometimes. Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. Heard. I mean, I think so. I think it's related. But it's kind of it's strange that they have this or they have a less tolerance for alcohol like there's almost no reason for them to have it you know like uh you mean evolutionary yeah reason. right yeah yeah but then um but you know they drink a lot though like a lot of my japanese friends they drink every day they drink a few beers every day after work i think england we're more used to like binge drinking like japanese they don't really do binge drinking they just yeah. drink constantly yeah so people in england they don't have well, like a beer every night or something. Some do. Yeah. Some do. Maybe they have like a couple of beers a night. But then when it comes to the weekend, they'll go hard out. Right, drink right. a lot of beers. But in Japan, they they don't really do that. They drink the same amount almost. You don't. But, man, like we were kind of talking about some other time, you see a lot of the drunk salary men, as they're called, these office workers wearing suits, white shirt or whatever, passed out in the subways uh, or on the sidewalks or in the streets. Um, because they had been out at a drink uh, function with their coworkers, or, and uh, you can see a lot of in- funny videos and pictures of those people on the net. So, I mean, there is like really heavy drinking, and sometimes people can't take it. But how many times have you seen like a brawl break out? Well, that's another big thing. You never see violence related to alcohol in Japan. Yeah, I think you see it, but. Not very often. Yeah. 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 I like to be honest, since I've been in Japan, I've been here eleven years. I've maybe seen one incident of violence related to alcohol. And it wasn't that violent. It was just a couple of dudes getting angry, shouting at each other. Like it wasn't a fight or anything. But in England, Violence is a common weekly occurrence related to alcohol. Right. Out of the clubs or... Yeah, yeah. yeah Japan, man, I've, I think I've seen a drunken fight. No, I've never seen a drunken fight in Sapporo. Um, I've never seen it in Tokyo either, but I haven't been to Tokyo that many times. But in Sapporo, I've never seen it. And I've heard of it. I've heard of it happening, yeah. but I've never seen it. I've, I've seen it. I've heard of it happening a few times, but... Uh... Yeah, it's definitely not like a home where if you had the amount of alcohol consumption going on during the evening at some of these nomi horais, you'd probably be seeing some pretty violent stuff happening, people getting knocked out, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, do you think it's 
the way Japanese people are, which prevents them from fighting compared to back at home. I think that has to do with it. I think like back home, it's like start drinking immediately. Everyone's like, all right, I got to prove I'm the alpha male in the room. Whereas in Japan, again, they're just kind of more focused on the group and uh, keeping the peace and stuff. I mean, I'm sure, uh, man, when people start drinking, they start getting a lot looser and they don't worry about that too much. But uh, I don't, they feel, think that they feel like immediately they've got to, you know, prove themselves.、Right? Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Like drinking with my Japanese friends, like when, when they start drinking, they just get so much more friendlier, looser, more comfortable. Like there's no aggression at all. Like I've never, I've never really seen it among Japanese people.、Oh, yeah. But like in England, it's, it's different. It's just like people just become more aggressive. And I just think, is it something in the alcohol or is it the way the DNA or something like that? I think it's,、uh, you know, just the way people grow up. You know, we we're talking about before, like the group mentality is、uh, in Japan and Asian cultures, it's very important, I think. And、uh, people are more self conscious in general about that in Japan. So all of a sudden, if、uh, a fight were to break out, I think it would stun and kind of shock people standing around a lot more than it would、uh, back home, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, I still, mean, it's still shocking when it happens back home, though, because、yeah. it's all of a sudden big time violence breaking out. We have like beer gardens in, in Japan. I mean, you have them in Europe too. There's obviously the Oktoberfest, but we have a big、uh, beer garden in Sapporo every summer. It's like a month long and it's in this park, like the biggest park downtown. How many blocks is it? 12 blocks? Something like that? I think the park itself is probably 10 blocks or something, and the beer garden takes up most of that. Yeah, and it's for a whole month. People and it's from all, it's all day, it's all day, right? Like 12, 12 in the afternoon to nine o'clock at night. And there's never, I've never seen any trouble there. And I never see any security. That's the weird thing. Yeah, no security. You know, actually, if you say, now that you say that, I like, I kind of realize there's no security. But if I were to see security now, I'd kind of be like, why is there security here? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need, you don't need it at the beer garden. And、yeah. I think that's the same throughout of Japan, pretty much.、Right. I'm not, I've never been to Oktoberfest. I don't know if they have security there. But in England, we don't really have beer festivals because, yeah, I mean, it would be a nightmare in, in England, I think. Just imagine like thousands of people in one area. It's just going to kick off. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Like, it's never happened. I've never heard of it happening. Uh, at the beer garden for the 17 years that I've been here, I've never heard like brawl breaks up. Yeah, yeah, right. And, it, and it's amazing, right? And like, if it does happen, they haven't prepared for it at all. And it hasn't even, you know, they haven't even considered it that it could happen. Right. I mean, we should talk a little bit more about beer gardens so people have this image. So it takes place like,、uh, starts middle of July. Goes until like、uh, for almost a full month in the summer. It's、August. my favorite time of the year. Like, I came to Japan for snowboarding or Hokkaido for snowboarding. And, you know, I love snowboarding and living in Sapporo for this is like going to be the best thing. But beer garden is actually my favorite thing about Sapporo. Is the beer garden that time of the year. Man, well, there's so many things that are like perfect at that time. A, 
Like it's a、uh, Sapporo summer, which is like the best summer in Japan because it's cool compared to everywhere else, where it's just like you can't even go outside. And、uh, the day is like long because it's summer, so the sun doesn't go down until like you know seven thirty, eight o'clock or something. Perfect temperature going outside. Everyone is out. It's a great place to meet people. <laughs> that's for sure. Like, and you, you, like, people go there that you're not going to see anywhere else. And it's weird. Like, everyone comes to the beer garden. Yeah, so, like yeah,、uh, it's, it's great. You have uh, your uh, office workers coming there after work. You have like the housewives going there during the afternoon. Uh, you have the young people going there to have a good time,、so. and everyone's so friendly there, and it's and it's it's great. Like especially once it gets towards closing time, like eight nine o'clock, everyone's like preparing to leave, and if they got beer left, they'll just give it. They'll just give it away. Yeah, and whoever's like, close、uh, to you, whoever's still sitting there, they'll be like, "Hey, take take this, take、beer. this tower." Yeah, take this <laughs> like, tower of beer. Picture, yeah. So they have these like tower. I'm sure they have those overseas too, but the big towers of beer. Or the big uh, mini uh, kegs and stuff that they'll bring around to the table. Yeah, I've been given countless free beers.、Um, I don't know if it's because I'm foreign. Like I'm, you know, every time I'm with my foreign friends or non-Japanese friends, we always get given beer, and just like by just drunk Japanese dudes that just can't finish their beer, just like give us a tower of beer.、Yeah. But I think if we weren't foreign, maybe they wouldn't. They just leave it on the table. You know, yeah, but we, can, they yeah. because we're foreign, they always kind of come up to us as well. We get a lot of attention. I tell you, yeah. I, I mean, I think I've seen like Japanese people giving beer、uh, to someone else or someone else's group if they're like taken off. But yeah, like、uh, that. Well, just kind of we were talking about like Japanese people, their guard comes down a little bit. So some of these guys, after they've been drinking and they see like a group of foreign guys, they're much more inclined to come over and try and talk and. And say something. Sometimes English practice or whatever. But we should mention that all of the、uh, so the ma- major brands、uh, kind of each.、Uh, so it's ten blocks, and like each one of them takes a block. So there's like Suntory takes a full block of the park. Sapporo beer takes a full block of the park. Kirin,、uh, Asahi. Then there's kind of like a internet. Is it a German place or international? Uh, international, I think. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of、so. German beers there. Then on the other side of the park, there's like the is it a Saiko? What's the one that's right、uh, right underneath、uh, Otaru Beer Garden, right underneath the、uh, Terubito? That's like a Genghis Khan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. lamb <clears throat> Genghis Khan is, a, I guess it's supposedly from Mongolia. But it actually isn't from Mongolia.、Um, <laughs> Japan made up this dish where they barbecue lamb on this hat-shaped barbecue, right? And it's great. It's delicious. It's from Hokkaido. Yeah, actually, it's not. Yeah, it's from Sapporo. It's not from Mongolia, but they call、oh, it、yeah. Genghis Khan. I heard it was、yeah. because of the the shape of the grill. So the grill really is like.、Um, You know, like the hats that the Mongolians wear, but also there was one restaurant that was called Genghis Khan Barbecue, and that was the first restaurant that started this dish. And because of that restaurant, it was from it was in Sapporo, I think.、Um, yeah, they just called that dish Genghis Khan. 
for the whole time. And it's one of the biggest, most popular foods in Sapporo or Hokkaido. Yeah, I never heard about that. I mean, this does say that it, uh, it says something about like pre-war Japan, lamb was widely thought to be the meat of choice among Mongolian soldiers. And the dome, just like you're saying, the dome-shaped skillet is meant to represent the soldiers' helmets that they purportedly use to cook their food. So <laughs> this says that's where it came from. Did they? Did the Mongolian soldiers really use their uh, helmets to cook their food? God, I don't know. That's a, that's a bit of a bit of a big statement there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning about this for the first time because I love it, man. There's like Sapporo Beer Garden. Uh, it's very famous for being like a big. Genghis Khan restaurants. Um, that other beer garden that used to be down near uh, Nakajima Park, not beer garden, but... Uh, Kidding Beer Hall, you're yeah, talking Kid about. Do you know that closed down? I think it closed down like end of last year, end of 2018, like November or something. Really? It's a shame because that, I mean, that, that was good. It was a good place. It was a good location. It was a very big area. I think maybe that's why they couldn't really afford the rent or something. I wonder what they're going to put into there and put in there because that is a very good uh, location. Yeah, right next to the park. Yeah. Do you um do you drink shochu? Yeah, I uh, went through a shochu phase. Uh, in fact, I went through uh, nihonshu shochu. No, is good. Yeah, good. Can you can you uh, inform the listeners of what shochu is? Well, there's. Mainly two types of shochu in Japan. There is imojochu or potato-based uh, shochu, and then there is mugi shochu. But uh, I went to uh, Kyushu on a business trip once, and the guy that I was there with, a uh, co-worker, um, introduced me to imojochu, potato shochu. Which... That's the strong one, right? That's like stronger. Yeah, well, it's what uh, that area of Kyushu is famous for. Kyushu is uh, for Imoshochu. So. so I found, um, <clears throat> this is courtesy of Wikipedia, the exact origin of Shochu is unclear. Really? Yeah. So it's not necessarily related to Soju. No, no. But it said it was from somewhere in the Middle East, like in Persia. So that's the orig- origin somewhere. What in about Persia. soju? Soju, soju, I think is Korean, right? Maybe it's unrelated. I think so it's these unrelated. are unrelated. I think so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Man. According to, according been... to Wikipedia, Actually, maybe they just sound similar, but yeah, yeah they're not. They're not related. Actually, uh, some people that I was out with, uh, I think they were either Chinese or uh, Korean. We're kind of talking about it like it wasn't related to soju, but I didn't say anything because I didn't know. But now, man, I'm learning. Really? Did you know this? No, I didn't notice. But I didn't even think that either. I didn't think they were related. Related? At even all. though they yeah. sound so similar? Yeah, yeah. I thought, if anything, um, the Koreans would have copied the Japanese for some reason. So uh, what else does it say about uh, shochu? Uh, shochu is usually less than five, 45% alcohol content, usually around about 25%. So is that stronger than Nihonchu or stronger than sake? Yes, I believe so. I'm going to Cause I, I always assumed that shochu was like a, a, a level, but that a level below sake. Uh, well, I think shochu, uh, sake obviously hits you harder in a different ways. I don't know which one hits you harder. Um, uh, yeah, shochu, according to, yeah, shochu is stronger than wine and sake. But uh, how do you feel after a night of shochu versus a night of nihonshu? 
I I feel worse after sake. Yes, I really do. I don't know why. I don't know why. But yeah, I mean, there's some wicked shochu bars. I mean, normally you drink it what straight or on the rocks, right? Right. It's just kind of like drinking, you know, whiskey on the rocks or something like that. So if it's a good shochu, yeah, you don't mix. You don't mix shochu, right? Pretty much. Yeah. So this says that. uh, Yeah. Sake is usually uh, twenty or forty proof or below, so yeah, somewhere in the teens. Yeah, so shochu is stronger. Yeah, and they got some really cool bars. Like I've been to some shochu bars, and there's so many different kinds. Um, I went to one downtown in Suskino. I can't remember the name, but it was like kind of darkly lit. You know, there was like this whole rack of different shochus, and then this good kind of snacks that accompany it very well like pickles and cream cheese and cucumber and stuff like that and uh, yes yeah, it's, it's it's really cool i like i like shochu but you got to kind of go on shochu nights where you're just drinking shochu right yeah so drinking in japan we got sake nihonshu they got some good beers um they got like they kind of got their own cocktails too like highballs i mean do you get we don't get highballs in england i'm pretty sure do you get highballs in america uh no it's a japanese drink right or a japanese made cocktail idea i think i remember uh seeing this where it was uh someone uh, they were trying to figure out how to sell Suntory Whiskey Man. And if I'm getting this wrong, this is, I'm sorry, but I think I remember seeing this kind of short documentary on Japanese TV. He was trying to sell whiskey more. Yeah. And uh, he came up with this carbonated drink that was basic and is kind of like a cocktail because it's like mixed with carbonated water. But obviously, you're not putting any flavoring in, with it or anything. Well, I mean, what is a highball? Can't even remember now. Highball is just Suntory whiskey and uh, carbonated water. Right, so yeah. soda. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Highball, like Suntory sales, like came booming back from maybe even like a dark period. Right. When did that start? Like last couple of years, like Highballs were starting to become kind of popular. I think it well, it's definitely within like the last ten years. I yeah. think. Uh, I think, man, you see a lot more people. Like a lot of my coworkers drink them and. Well, they have they have uh, a lot of Japanese originate cocktails out here. Like do they cocktails I've it? never heard of? You know, like Cassius Orange, you know, like stuff like that. Where girls they love drinking that stuff because it's but it's so weak. It's like really weak. Like the alcohol content is maybe like one percent or something. But they can they can drink a lot of it and they can keep drinking all night. Okay. And like. A lot of girls I know, they drink stuff like that, which cocktails I've never heard of, that are not strong. Because normally, like, back at home, when we drink a cocktail, it's going to be strong. You know, we're going to get drunk. But in Japan, when they drink cocktails, it's to actually make the drink weaker so they can drink more. So, yeah, if you go to karaoke or you go to these uh, nomihodais, the all-you-can-drink places... A lot of girls, they'll drink really weak drinks, like weakening beer, just so they can keep drinking. And it tastes good, I guess, you know. You know, it doesn't taste alcoholic at all, but there's alcohol in there, but very, you know, a minimal amount. And, yeah, I'm surprised that they have those there because when I hear the word cocktail, I think of basically strong drink, 
you know, strong drink that tastes good and that's going to get you drunk pretty quickly. So yeah, going back, uh, I just found this thing on the Japanese highball and uh, this, this makes it very clear what it was and uh, this is on pilotskid.com. This is back in November 2014. But uh, the highball was popular in the 1950s when Japan was conservative, poor, and in a period of recovery. Uh, but Suntory, one of Japan's largest and oldest whiskey manufacturers, recently found a way to re uh, revive the highball beverage at a time when many younger Japanese considered whiskey in general to be their grandfather's bedtime drink. It says in 2008, uh, this growth came from a large campaign from Suntory that started in 2008, including a TV commercial featuring Japanese model and actress Koyuki, who was a actress in, I think, The Last Samurai. Mm, I mean, I've never actually had a highball before. Really? Because yeah. they're all around now, yeah. I know. So. I mean, I, I kind of refuse to drink it. It looks disgusting, I think. Like whiskey <laughs> and soda water, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a whiskey drinker, so I, I drink it rocks or, or neat. Yeah. Know? I'm not going to mix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually if you mix it, it means it's not good whiskey. Right, right. Well, again, this is uh, probably, like it was talking about, it may have been viewed as like an older person's drink, or I'm sure women weren't drinking, walking around with whiskeys and stuff, so this is a way to get women to drink it. You see a lot of wasted people. In, well, actually, compared to in England, you see a lot of wasted people in the streets, like, late at night. But in Japan, you usually see, like, it's, it's usually a, a, a salaryman or a businessman rather than a regular person. Yeah, I mean, well, like, walking home from the beer garden, you see a lot of really, really drunk people at that time. But, yeah, yeah, just, like, in the city at a regular weekend night or whatever, yeah. But I think in England, you wouldn't see like a, a wasted businessman. Business <laughs> yeah, like 11 o'clock at night, just like at the train, passed out, like sprawled on, you know. Yeah, sleep in like the subway cart or something. Yeah, but yeah. in Japan, it's a common a common occurrence. Yeah, like uh, I can't remember who used to live at the end of the subway, but one time we were going to their house like late at night. You may have been there actually. Uh, and it was like last subway we took back to this person's place to like hang out as a group and... And uh, have a few more drinks, and it was like, but you get to like the end of the subway line, and like someone on the subway has to like walk down the subway and like wake up all the businessmen. They're like passed out if it's like a weekend. I it's think it's always think, just businessmen. I think it's know? kind of a good sign because it means you know they feel comfortable and safe enough to drink themselves to oblivion and pass out and not worry about getting mugged. Exactly. Because yeah. back at home, their wallet would be gone, their phone would be gone. You know, like people can't afford to to be off their guard back in England, but in Japan, it's just a different level of safetyness that is unseen. I, th in my experience, in any country in the world. Yeah, I mean, all those people that are just like asleep in the middle of the road. It is pretty amazing that someone's not just walking up to them and like taking their wallet off of them or something. Because like me being from England or being from Portsmouth, when I see those people, I just think I'm going to steal his wallet. But <laughs> I, I've been in Japan long, a long time now, and I've fought that urge. But I'm always thinking that get his wallet, get his phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, back home, you kind of feel like, oh, this idiot deserves this, you know, or something. But yeah, in Japan, yeah, it's definitely not happening. And like you said, though, and we should talk about that sometime, man, just how safe Japan is. So safe. The so things safe. you see, like, cool. I just remember, like, not being able to even fathom, like, you're going home, you know, like, 11 or last subway, 
And there's like girls just like walking, you know, on the street or turning off on da- down to a dark street. But so I mean, that's not to say like things don't happen, like gropings and whatever. But yeah, I was just always, or I'd always be like, uh, oh, I've got to walk you to the subway if like a girl had come over for dinner or something. And you'd just be like, no, you don't have to do that. And they're not just being like serious. It's like, but it, back home, you would never like just let a girl like leave your apartment and walk to the subway. I mean, you still, I, you know, here you could see a girl walking by themselves. Yeah. At night I mean, all the they time. walk through parks at night by themselves. And it's, yeah, they just feel safe. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good that we live in a country like that at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there are weirdos out there apparently, but uh, it's definitely not as bad as back home. But hey, man. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, that was, we were talking about, yeah, drinking in Japan. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, hope, catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and don't forget to share with your friends and family. If you have any questions or comments, email us at voicesinjapan at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Catch you next time.